Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Does that sound like some Saturday night rounds fever music? Uh, maybe it's not the classic Saturday night fever song, but it'll do for tonight. Welcome, Browns fans. This is the Fanatical Elves Network. I'm your host, John Suchan, and we are on, on a Saturday night before the Brownies take on those Los Angeles Rams out there in beautiful Southern California. If you have been following Browns fans united as they've been heading westward, uh, famous European Browns fan from England, Paul Brown, not the original Cleveland Brown, Paul Brown, but Paul Brown, uh, many of us follow his adventures. He took him, um, he's currently, he flew out to Los Angeles He's always posting on social media platforms all the things that he's doing out there. It's fun to watch. Apparently, and speaking to um, uh, Los Angeles Rams, Ram Up um, host Tom. um, No, is it Tom or Mike? I forgot. Anyway, uh, we were talking about Rams teams. and being a Rams fan and you know the Rams have had a history recent history certainly of not having a large fan base and we'll get into that in a moment but as far as like tailgating and that sort of thing that we see in Cleveland in Cleveland uh, in the Muni lot the the parties down on East 3rd um, all the festivities walking down East 9th all the things going around the stadium Los Angeles doesn't seemingly have a lot of that. So, but they are having some sort of festivities out there uh, tonight. And I'm sure that Paul Brown and many of the other Browns fans will make sure that there is some tailgating going on around the stadium tomorrow in Los Angeles. It's a late start for the Browns versus the Rams. 425 game will be on Fox. And again, unfortunately, they will have the worst play calling um, announcers in the book 
uh, includes uh, Mike Mark Sanchez, the fumble uh, butt fumble uh, guy, used to play at USC, and he's a moron. I've said that many times. He is. You can't listen to him because he's just an idiot. And so Browns fans plan on turning the sound down on the Fox broadcast. And if you have your phone handy or radio nearby, turn up the radio broadcast of the Browns game and uh, listen to them. You might be on a five or 10 second delay. And it might be a little difficult to watch or listen at, at moments because of that. But it's much better than listening to those idiots who are going to be broadcasting the game on Fox Tomorrow, besides the stupid announcing team, <laughs> the Browns are looking to get back in the win column. They are seven and four and are coming off a pretty dismal loss out in Denver where they lost to the Broncos, the targeting Broncos who are taught by their coach um, who was suspended by the NFL for um, targeting um, and teaching his players the wrong way to play football. Uh, he was able to knock Dorian Thompson Robinson out uh, in this game where he was concussed and therefore he will not be playing against the Rams on Sunday. No, instead, instead, the, yes, that's right. The Brownies are going with Shane Falco. Yes, they are. Shane Falco of the replacements is going to be the starting quarterback for the Browns. I'm, oh, wait, wait, no, wait. It's not Shane Falco. Oh, that's right. It's Joe Flacco. (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, I wrote a story tonight on Fans First Sports. Check that out on our website where you can download our podcast as well. We're talking Shane Falco, the um, fictitious character in the great movie, The Replacements, that came out back in the year 2000. Did not know, but found out while I was doing my research on it that that movie in 2000 was actually loosely based on the 1987 real NFL strike that happened at the beginning of the NFL season. Went back and looked at that because it was that year that it happened after the Browns made it to the AFC Championship game in 86 when they lost to Denver on that horrible drive. That following year, actually in weeks, that week three was canceled because the players we're starting to go on strike. And then weeks four, five, and six were also, um, they were not canceled, but they were uh, played by replacement players. And the Browns had replacement players as well. And the Browns, I, I forgot um, if they won or lost all those games in there. But one of the games, interestingly enough, the game that was canceled in that 1987 season, many of you might not know this, was against the Denver Broncos. So considering that it was going to be a home game at Cleveland Stadium. So considering that the Browns had just come off that devastating loss against the Broncos the previous year, they were going to get another chance against Denver in the regular season in 87. Little did the Browns know at that moment in time that at the end of the 87 season, they would again be playing the Denver Broncos, this time out in Mile High Stadium, where... Um, they lost again. And in that game, of course, it's called the fumble because, um, I'm drawing a, a Ernest, Ernest Piner for the Brownies, uh, had a hell of a second half in that game. 
virtually led the team by himself because there were mistakes made by the team. I think Bernie even had a couple interceptions. And to be very honest, I mean, I've said this before. I'm not, I'll get back to the whole story about Denver here. But Bernie is, Bernie didn't play very well in some of those playoff games. I know a lot of people like look back at Bernie's careers historically and we, we uh, treat him as a cult hero here in Cleveland. But to be frank, I mean, he was, he was pretty miserable, uh, played play pretty pathetic, um, especially in that 86 game against the Jets. Uh, you go back and watch it. Um, he had several miscues, and they're fortunate to pull that amazing win off. But, um, yeah, he didn't always have his finest moments. Um, anyway, back to Denver. So they were supposed to play Denver in that 87 season, and uh, they did not because of the actual NFL strike. And uh, so that this movie that came out then in 2000 that starred Keanu Reeves as Shane Felco, that's Felco, F-A-L-C-O, not to be mixed up with Joe Flacco, who is a real person who the Browns are going to throw out there at the age of 38 to play quarterback for them. Uh, We're going to talk about Joe Flacco here in a minute. Let's take a quick break. This is the Saturday night Browns fever show. We'll be right back. We, we're back. How'd you like those commercials? Were, they, were those fantastic? I know you want to run out and buy whatever they are trying to sell you. We just appreciate you following us here on the Fanatical Elves Network here on Fans First Sports Network. And, uh, you know, we're just a bunch of wild and crazy guys. We had our, our Fanatical Elves show uh, Thursday night, and we had most of the crew there, including Steve Gill, Village Elliott, Sam Britton. We're going to have some of those guys on tomorrow morning for the pre or tomorrow afternoon for the pregame show. The game starts at 4:30. We're going to have our our pregame at 2:30 tomorrow, 2:30 Eastern. That would be 1:30 Central. Um, that would be um, 11:30 Pacific time. So if you're out there on the West Coast and you're listening to our Fanatical Elves Network. Tune in. We'll have a live show at 1130 tomorrow morning. That would be 230 Eastern. Uh, And then we'll, of course, have our postgame show where we're going to be talking about a victory Monday after the Browns go and beat those L.A. Rams. Now, to get there, they're going to have to push out Joe Flacco. Like I said, he's 38 years old. Um, You know, as a Browns fan, and you're a Browns fan, if you're listening to this show, you know that Joe Flacco just destroyed the Cleveland Browns in his career. It's, it seems almost impossible that Joe Flacco, steady Eddie almost, <laughs> very cool, calm, and collected, um, had such a impressive career. That was he, was he had his best stats against the Cleveland Browns against any other NFL team. It's impressive. 18-3. and three. 18 wins and 3 losses. 10 wins at Cleveland Browns Stadium. 10-1. and one. At Cleveland Brown Stadium, that um, I think it also included uh, last year when Joe Flacco got his only win as a New York Jet in two years playing substitute quarterback for them. In two years, he got one win. Who did he get that win against? That's right, the Cleveland Browns. And how did he do it? Oh, that's right, in dramatic fashion last week in Week Two, as the Browns held a 13-point lead with under two minutes to go in the game. My wife. Lara Jean and I were at that game and the Browns completely collapsed and the Browns fans in week two were stunned, did not leave the stadium for about like 
30 minutes because you couldn't move. You're like, what the hell just happened? Well, Joe Flacco was the reason why that happened. <laughs> so now Joe Flacco is here in Cleveland and his former teammate, Elijah Moore, and then other teammates that um, he has a lot of admiration for, and they have it for him, like Amari Cooper, the other wide receiver, um, said a lot of glowing things about Joe Flacco uh, this week, including Amari Cooper talking about Joe Flacco uh, throwing the ball. It was like poetry. So we shall see uh, how everything pans out tomorrow. We will have a lot more to discuss on our pregame show. But, um, you know, it's um, it's an interesting time to be a uh, a Browns fan and a Rams fan. Speaking of the Rams, and I, I don't think I've touched on this yet, but um, we I've been posting some things out there on our Fanatical L's network this evening on our, our Facebook page and on our X uh, Twitter page. But did you know, did you know that the Cleveland Browns uh, came to Cleveland in 1946. Paul Brown was, of course, who brought them to Cleveland. He was the former Ohio State Buckeyes coach who was successful there. And previously, he had been the head coach at Maslin High School in Ohio, which, by the way, congratulations to Maslin High as they are the Division II state champs. They won that Thursday night. So Paul Brown comes in 1946, but did you do you know what ha- was going on in Cleveland bef- before 1946? Any of you know anybody? You probably not many of you are uh, many of those people are probably not around these days. But before 1946, that's right, Cleveland had a football team, and their football team was were called yes, that's right, the Cleveland Rams. The Rams were actually originated in Cleveland in 1936 part of the old AFL in 1937 they became part of the NFL and from 1940, 1937 to 1945 they were in Cleveland at the old League Park but they didn't draw a crowd it was a very interesting time in Cleveland sports history um, they they were not well supported by uh, the community which kind of surprises you a little bit Um It was in 1945 that the Rams, the Cleveland Rams, actually won the NFL championship. They beat the Washington Redskins. Yes, they did. In Cleveland, 15 to 14, it was a very low-scoring game, very brutally cold from what I read. And they were able to pull that win off. Um, So after that year, though, there was already word that the Browns were coming to Cleveland with this new Amer- All-American or Ameri- All-American conference, All-American football conference that was um, up and rising. And uh, Cleveland was bringing in a team. They were going to call themselves the Browns after Paul Brown. And that's what happened. And the Rams, who were here for 10 seasons, um, left to go out west to California, where we now, they stayed from 1940. They were there from 1946 to 1995. Well, where did the Rams go after 1945 or 1995? Well, that's right. Do you remember 1995? They moved after the 94 season. They, in 95, they moved to St. Louis. That's right. And they became the St. Louis Rams. Now, St. Louis used to be have the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals, where did they move? Well, they moved out to Phoenix. Now that's where they reside now, the Phoenix Cardinals. They were originally the St. Louis Cardinals. So St. Louis was without a team for a while. So then the Rams 
um, got pushed out or they decided to leave Los Angeles in uh, 1995 or 94 and then became uh, the St. Louis Rams. They stayed in St. Louis from 19, let's see here, 1995 to 2014 or 15, 2015. And then they moved back now to where they reside currently in Los Angeles. So as Rams fans, and uh, we did that podcast with the Rams up show the other night, they, they haven't got a lot of fans out there. <laughs> Unless you're a, 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 around the 1940, uh, 1946 to 1995. And you know, that's, you think about it, that's 30 years ago from the time the Rams left to go to St. Louis and then came back. You know, many of those fans are probably not no longer around. So they've had a little hard time drawing fans. So we'll see how, how it looks tomorrow in Los Angeles. Um, I imagine the Browns are going to get a lot of support. Um, as they're in the stadium and we'll see what kind of crowd noise that generates. And if it does help the Browns, it's very important. The Browns get off to a good start tomorrow that they do not turn the ball over, right? They can't turn the ball over. They can't go down 14 to nothing like they did last week or like they did a few weeks prior to the Seattle Seahawks. It just doesn't bode well when you see a team go down 14 to nothing. They have got to take care of the ball. They have to protect the ball with their life. And uh, there's several players that we don't know if they're going to be playing tomorrow. Denzel Ward sounds like he's still not ready to play. Miles Garrett sounds like he's Superman and he'll be back even though he has a busted up shoulder. Um, Obviously, there's concern there that if he gets hit the wrong way, um, it could end his season. So fingers crossed every time we watch Miles tomorrow, I will be a nervous wreck, probably like you. Um, Joe Flacco, you know, what what can you say? He had a hell of a career. Um, he won the Super Bowl back in 2013. And uh, anything goes with this guy. I'm telling you right now, it would be a Cinderella story. And you know this as well as I do. Would it not be just like just crazy if somehow Joe Flacco leads this Cleveland Browns team the rest of the season to a Super Bowl? Considering everything that happened between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns and the, that tragedy that it is currently and how they that that organization was ripped our Browns to Baltimore by that evil man, Art Modell, how now um, here we have Joe Flacco, who is the symbolic leader of that Ravens organization for all those years um, now can is in Cleveland. So we shall see what happens tomorrow. Uh, It could be a complete bust or it could be euphoria for us Browns fans as we're yearning for another win and a victory Monday. You get the win, you go to eight and four, you lose, you go to seven and five. It's not the end of the world. And as a reminder, Steve Gill, who is our steady Eddie here in our, uh, for our podcasting, uh, it's not a huge loss in terms of, you know, we still have several games against AFC opponents, which matter more if we're looking at the playoff run, but for momentum and the fact that the Browns have to go back to Cleveland and play the Jacksonville Jaguars, a very, very uh, good team in the AFC. This is a, this is a bit important game for the Browns. All right, folks, take care on this Saturday night. It's Saturday night rounds fever.
Go Browns. We'll talk to you tomorrow before the Browns play the Rams again. Take care, everybody. Thanks for following us on the Fanatical Elves Network. <laughs>